Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on Game to Love. Carlos Alcaraz, someone I'm going to be yeah. naturally drawn to. This could be the real breakthrough event. I think this could be Alcaraz's chance to do something remarkable. Who's to say this is not going to be his his moment in the sun and he does something which shocks the world? This is where the, those Grand Slam greats are made, like those yep. the next generation greats. You get deep into a slam in your early years. If he can do it on this tournament, imagine that was the headline. He yep. beats it pass or something yeah. at the US Open. I think uh, everyone will be talking about him. I know a lot of people are, but then everybody. He would be on all the back pages of all of the newspapers if that was to happen. So I'm going to have Alcaraz in my dark horse. I think it's a massive ask to be Sitsipas, but Sitsipas is a bit all up yeah. in the air at the moment. His draw's not that bad, but I love Alcaraz, and he's someone I really want to get behind. Does she have the uh, the sort of shoulders to carry it, though? That's the that's the main thing. Doesn't look like it. I don't have Osaka. It's been one of my favourite players last few years. The way things are going with the lack of doing the press and stuff, I see a weakness there, which maybe is completely out of her control. Uh, I don't want to say it now, but I'm not sure if we're going to see her at the top of the game for the next few years. Is what many people would have anticipated she would do. She's suffering a little bit mentally right now, and it's impacting her tennis. Exactly I think, I think right. we're going to see a decline of her. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudla. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Laksana. I'm Peter Turetko, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. Nice to have a little look back through some of those episodes. They're pre-tournament and uh, some interesting predictions there from Game to Love and seem to be hitting the nail on the head a little bit. What's going on? What an intro. What an intro. Bringing it all back. Um, And for once, we were right about a few topics. It's very rare on Game to Love. (laughs) But on these ones, we certainly can say we told you so. Probably you more so with Osaka. I know I was quite, I was talking a lot about it on that podcast after she went out in the Olympics. I don't know if maybe we start with Osaka. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, prob- probably best. So we'll start with that. The big news, she's out of the US Open, losing to an 18-year-old. Yet again, these 18-year-olds aren't going away at the US Open. Nope. Leila Fernandez, the Canadian. And let's be honest, 
Um, I don't know if you want to share it. Yeah, I was going to share the uh, the, the actual like uh, point by point, some bits and pieces. There you go. So you can just have a quick look yeah. at it. There's well, the scoreline. Yeah, it's, it's good to look at the point by point because if you have a look at it, Asaka was in control. She won the first set. Um, wasn't too difficult for her. She got all the way to a business end, and then when she broke, you didn't really think she was going to bottle it. She no. clinched the first set. Wasn't really much of a story. Second set, then she's doing okay. She manages to get the break uh, right at the end, yet again, the same way as the first one. So you're yep. expecting them to do the same thing again. I'll be honest, at this moment, I thought that was it. Uh, Asaka had won. I went to bed. And <laughs> little did I know, I woke up and Asaka had lost the match. She couldn't hold her serve. Um, and after that, the tie break, from everything I've seen online, and I know you was watching it, yeah, was yeah. dreadful. Her level really dropped completely. She just didn't look like she wanted to be on the court. You can question sometimes the attitude again. There wasn't. There was a different kind of desire in this one to the to the Olympics in terms of you could tell she was getting very frustrated. It wasn't like oh. the Olympics where she was. I don't even. She was just her body language was really off. Here you could. I don't. There was people criticizing her like smashing the racket on the floor and stuff. At least it showed she cared. I didn't really. Yeah. I don't. I don't really. I'm not bothered so much about that. She didn't launch one into the. It wasn't into a the crowd. proper smash though. She just kept on just tossing smash, it to the no. floor, tossing it yeah. to the floor, tossing it, throwing it down. But not like a. The racket never broke. <laughs> it was just a simple. Oh yeah. Throw my racket away. Oh, I've missed another one. Another forehand wide. Another forehand long. I can't find my range today, and I don't know what's what's happening. Yeah, it was but very strange. It's more the tennis and. It, the level dropped big time and no offense to Leila Fernandez. I think she's a great player. One for the future. Asaka should be beating her at the U S open. Um, and she had it all really wrapped up in the second set after she got the break. And then even if you get broken back, usually the champions then think, all right, in the zone time now, a tie break's coming up. Just didn't look interested in the tie break and lost very comfortably. She went five nil down quickly. And from that moment on that third set, I'll be honest, I wasn't there. For, um, I, obviously, I didn't see it live, but I, in hindsight, I knew I didn't. I, I didn't think she would have ever won that third set after losing the tiebreak in that fashion, and she didn't. Well, uh, yeah, I know. RS is saying she she threw the racket from the baseline close to the net. I mean, it wasn't really like. I mean, if there'd have been ball boys and stuff like going across, but I, I didn't think see it as like a dangerous thing. She did. She just looked like a little bit of just threw the racket out of her hand in a bit of disgust at her own poor tennis. And it was poor. I didn't think that the standard was high enough at all. I thought that for somebody who's supposed to be the reigning champion to go out like that, it was, and the, obviously let's go to look at the final set because that was where it all just sort of fell apart for her, really from the, from the start lost, her, got broken straight away in that. Uh, yeah, and that was it. Yeah. Faced more break points in the next service game. Uh, yeah, and then Leila Fernandez. But no challenge whatsoever no. for Leila Fernandez, an 18-year-old serving out uh, to go the furthest she's ever yeah. been in a Grand Slam. I can't imagine she's been in many Grand Slams at all. So no. it is super disappointing from Osaka. I know we've got some other things to share for her. Yeah, she's The crowd didn't really receive her too well either. There was some boos. There were some people sort of willing her to lose. A lot of people getting... I think that is natural sometimes, especially in the US yeah. club. They like to get behind the underdog. Um, don't think it's really to do with Osaka. They love cheering on an underdog. We saw it with Sitsa Patalkaraz as well. Yes. Um, but yeah, here we go. Leila Fernandez, she wins. And then the big news afterwards, so if we go on to the next one. Sure. Naomi Osaka said she's going to be taking a break from playing tennis for a while. So she's now lost out of the US Open. And like we were saying, 
we're not so sure these next few years where she's going to be in regards yeah. to the ranking, where, where she's going to be in regards to the top tournaments and the Grand Slams. Is she going to be winning a lot of them? I wasn't so sure. And it seems to be uh, what we said was is 100% true because I don't, she's basically confirmed she's going to be taking a break from tennis for a while. No one knows what a while means. You'd assume mm. she's not going to play any more tennis now for the rest of the year, which would write her off for the... Um, it's not the race to Turin. What's it? Race to Shenzhen. Yeah. Um, the women's world tour uh, finals. She won't be playing in that, you'd assume. But we're all assuming. We don't know. No. Um, is she going to play Australian Open next year? Is she going to play any of the slams next year? Is she going to play tennis next year? Or has she just completely thought, you know what? I've, I've achieved so much. I've been world number one. I've won multiple grand slams. I've become the richest, most, one of the most famous female athletes in the world. I've done my job. I'm done here. I've got no, she doesn't feel, is there any motivation for her to keep playing? She seems to be suffering with mental health at the moment, yeah. which is not something you can be frowned upon. Um, a lot of people suffer with it. I think in times like this, it's only going to be um, intensified for a lot of individuals across the world. And she's just not handling being a tennis player with her mental health. And I, I feel very sad for her because yeah. she's an awesome player, but she can't do she can't do what a tennis player needs to do, and that's deal with the limelight and play tennis. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think it's, it is it, the the word you hit the nail on the head with was it's sad just because uh, she's such an amazing athlete, and I feel bad for her that she isn't able to perform at her best due to the the mental side of the game. All you can really hope is that she just makes the right decision for herself because I don't really think it's worth your mental health putting yourself through m more and more media scrutiny having intrusive media going into your life if if that's not what you want and she doesn't want to do that for the for the next four five maybe 10 years who knows if you stayed on the tour until you actually were supposed to retire maybe she does a beyond borg maybe she just retires early who knows we don't I don't know well, how bad it is. Different, I and mean, we can't. You can't criticize it. This is not no. a podcast criticizing the soccer. No. She's achieved more than what me and you will ever do, probably in our lifetime. <laughs> no more than most. More us, than most people. More than most people. She's achieved amazing things. What people could dream for. And I'm. I'm in. I'm. I'm very envious of what she's been able to do. I think it's amazing. Maybe envious is the wrong word. I look up to her. She's an icon. She's a, a, an inspiration. Um, yeah. And if she wants to pack it in. Pack it in. At the end of the day, I don't think she can handle the limelight and play tennis. It's, uh, it's very evident for me. I don't think she's doing it very well, mm. and it's impacting her tennis. So the statement she said is, recently when I win, I don't feel happy. I feel more like a relief. When I lose, I feel very sad, and I don't think that's normal. I didn't really want to cry, but basically I feel like that's it. You'd assume. Uh, I don't well, know. I'm guessing she cried. And then she, yeah, then she, she just didn't cry, teared yeah. up. The moderator stopped the press conference, but Asaka wanted to continue. So she wanted to keep going. She said, I'm kind of at this point where I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. And honestly, I don't know when I'm going to play my next tennis match. So she's having thoughts in her mind. What is the next step for her? Is it packing in tennis altogether? Is it taking a few years away from the sport? She's still very young. Um, She's got enough ability if she was to take a year off to come back and still be doing yeah. well. But I think she's going to lose touch with a lot of the other young players who are, well, just hunting her down because there's a lot of hungrier people. I'm not saying she's not hungry, but a lot of people who 
are dealing with the pressure and the occasion a lot better than her. And they're not going to be going away when she comes back. I think that does it have something to do like uh, actually saying in her statement there is that there's no joy when she's winning, which is the more worrying thing than feeling sad when you lose. When you feel, you're going to feel sad when you lose. It's how you get over the losses and come back stronger. That's what real really makes the champions, yeah. even in any sport, you always see what a person's made of once they finally lost. And then they come back to play the same people again and beat the people. That's what creates these great rivalries in these sports. But if she's getting, if she's not even feeling happy when she wins, I mean, what what are you playing for? Do you know what I mean? Like, where, where's the joy? Like, because when you lift that trophy, surely that is like that's the thing dreams are made of, and everybody when they were a child, went to bed dreaming of that day when they were going to hit that winner at the US Open and lift the truck. If there's no joy there, it makes me wonder what your motivation is for playing. If Is it just money? Because I think she's got enough, enough of that from endorsement. I just worry that if it's just for money... That's not a good. That's not going to help your mental state no, as well. I, I don't think that's what she means by it at all. I know the angle you're coming at. I don't think that's more it. It's a case of I think Pat says um, she's saying I don't think she'll quit. She needs more time to fix her mental health and figure out whether she wants to play. I love yeah. watching her. Yeah. Uh, when you talk about complications of the mind, it's very difficult yeah. to be able to uh, explain because everyone's situation is very different. So we don't know how she's feeling. Um, everyone no in their idea. time has periods of sadness and things will affect their mental health. With her specific example, it's difficult to really comment too much on. Yeah. But it's clearly impacting her where she doesn't feel good if she wins uh, and she just feels really, really sad if she loses. My advice would be have some time off, fix yourself and try and help yourself get better um, you because you can't keep playing while, while you're having these emotions because you just, you, well, it seems to be a, a lose-lose. What do you think it's, I was going to say, do you think it's when she wins, that's when you have to do the media obligations normally for always after matches that you win, you have to speak to press or whenever you win, you have to do more talking. And that's the bit that she hates the most. So with every win, there's a negative thing that comes with it for her. So it's not just, and plus, you know, the media are on her back all the time throughout the match. She's thinking if she doesn't win, she's going to have such a backlash from all the media that that is stressing her out throughout the whole match. She's not even focused on the match. She's just focused on trying to get them off her back for a second. I mean, it must be very, very stressful. She's a young girl, really. And she's, who do you have to turn to in times like that when you, people like Serena, probably, maybe that's probably the only person I, think I could your think. Team. I think you just need to have well, a your team, team around yeah. you. Um, maybe she's just start. I don't. I don't think you can really pick holes in their team as well. No. It's just everyone's different, and she's struggling with it right now. Uh, our thoughts go out to her. hopefully she can get better soon, and hopefully we get to see her playing tennis very soon because she's when she's playing odd when t- tennis. Mm. I don't think either of us disagree. She is arguably the best player in the world on the hard courts. Oh, for sure. I'll have to clarify on the hard courts, not on the other surfaces, but on the hard courts in a Grand Slam environment. When she's on, there's yeah, not many she's... people who can beat her, and she's so exciting to watch as well. Um, I've always loved her personality as well. I know she's a bit shy, doesn't like, not the, not the most sociable, but I thought Makes... her interviews have been very, um, what's the word? Um, it's endearing. It's endearing, but there's, there's a word for it. She's got a lot of um, charisma, I think. Yeah. I, 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 I generally, I, I've loved Osaka over the years, but 
it's coming to a point now where she's struggling. I think she needs to take some time away. Um, we've got some some channels here just showing some support for her. Um, I think this is the, is this the same quote. Same and I quote, feel like yeah. I'm, yeah, the same kind of stuff. Oh. And uh, yeah, it's probably a good opportunity to talk about some other young players in Layla Fernandez because she's the one, the lady who was able to overcome Asaka. Yeah. Not many people gave her much of a chance, oh. but well done to her because she's handling the spotlight very well, it seems. Definitely. And uh, it's just so nice to see. I know that we're, we're talking, there's a lot of negative talk in this tournament because we're having big players going out. But with these big players going out, yep. young players are going through. And two 18-year-olds knocking out top-seeded players. Well, it's the number three on both sides. So Tsitsipas yep. and Osaka both knocked out by 18-year-olds. And Leila Fernandez, I think it's about time for her as well. I know we've been sort of drilling it into people carlos alcaraz carlos alcaraz when's he gonna get finally do it come on fernandez is another one like this as well though she has all the ability you saw yeah. the way she played yesterday it's incredible she hits the ball so hard yeah, and she she, she's a little bit awkward because i know that one of these other tweets is gonna uh we're gonna go through she's a lefty as well and it's very very uh difficult for some people to uh to deal with uh, and I think that that is really helping her against some of these top players. Really, really exciting young player. She got to that final, I think, last year where she lost to Heather Watson in, was it Acapulco or yeah. something like that in Mexico, I believe. But since then, I've been really, really like into her, following step-by-step, step, thinking... I think that she can do something good. And obviously, this is her furthest uh, grand summit. She had the French Open. She got to the third round last year. And now, we've got fourth round. And 18 years old. Brilliant. Uh, we've got Alcaraz as well. It's just exciting for Canada as well. They must be loving it right now. They've got Andreescu. They've got Shapovalov. They've got Felix. And they've uh, got Leila Fernandez now. Yeah, it's a great what? event for the Canadians. Um, Again. The only one who went out was... Um... Yeah, I'm trying to the th- guy pos- who has pos- the Pospisil, the guy yeah, yeah. who has the maple syrup. That's what I was going yeah. to say. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, but yeah, Leila Fernandez, I'm a massive fan as well. Um, I don't think she's at the level of Alcaraz in comparison on the men's tour. I think he's way above what yeah. the level she's at right now, but she can flourish into something. She's been a bit of a slow build the last few years, hit and miss, winning some matches, losing some you'd expect her to win. But I'm really, really happy for her, and I hope she can push on this victory and go further. Something you said, a good point. She's a left-handed player. Um, and I don't know if you can go on to the next one because it cues nicely to it. There's not many lefties on the tour no. um, at all. So on the women's, you can see there, the three losses from Osaka have actually all been from lefties recently. Vondrasova, mm. Teichman and Fernandez. So she clearly needs to work on that. Um, I don't know the, the exact percentage of left-handed players on the tour uh, oh, to okay. right-handed, but I think it's not as... Um, it's not like the men's. There seems to be very few women, uh, female lefties on the women's side, which is another fascinating thing because I know what it's like playing tennis, playing against a left-handed player. It's, it's a lot more difficult for me and yep. clearly for a lot of other players because Saka can't deal with it. And if she's, well, we know how good Saka is. So she's got a bit of a niche there, um, Fernandez. But if she can utilise that to her advantage, it's only going to help her. I think so. Yeah, I always used to struggle. That was my, one of my worst opponents playing left-handed players because you don't play them often enough. And your tactics, if you have a set tactic to, that normally works against all your right-handed opponents, 
you have to reverse it for the for the lefty and if you're so used to hitting inside out forehands into the backhand or you're used to hitting a shot down the line yep. into their backhand it's now their forehand for their power shot you normally get past or well, a lot of just... tennis is muscle memory you just become like a bit of a robot if you keep practicing yep. you do the same procedures over and over in your head and if you start playing against a left-handed play you have to start thinking oh i'm not going to the backhand side now i'm going to their forehand um and exactly. watch out for that i know it's scary she's going to be up against well it's sort of uh the the difference in uh, like the ages we've got a 15 year age gap in the next round angelique kerber versus uh leila fernandez that's going to be an interesting one because obviously kerber she's been really fighting through some of these matches in this tournament been giving me oh make well, no, she's, having... your, she's your pick isn't she to win the whole <laughs> thing on the women most stressful pick i think i've ever picked but at least but she's I'm doing fasc- it i'm fascinated to see how fernandez does i think she could run yeah. a kerber close definitely i think kerber will be a big favorite for it um yeah but definitely one hopefully we can cover on the on the podcast we'll have to see yeah, I hope so too. Uh, I think next up, uh, we're going to be speaking about the young man. Uh, obviously, we did the watch along for him last night. Carlos Alcaraz, mate. Carlos Alcaraz. Where do we start? I mean, wow. Knocked out Stefano Sitipas. We we sort of spoke about it in those draw reactions. and well, I was toying with it. I was toying yeah. with the idea that we could be seeing Alcaraz Sitipas. I had it in my bracket, that matchup. I didn't really think... No, oh, let's tell a lie. I thought he could get that. I, I, honestly, when I did my bracket, of course, that's what I thought was going to happen. I didn't really think he could overcome Sitsipas. Um, mm. As much as I've been saying this could be his breakout event, I really believe in him. A lot of that was down to the fact that he's been playing very well just before and Winston-Salem getting to the semi-final, losing to Weimar. And then I looked at his draw and I saw a lot of beatable players on that draw. If you can get through Norrie, I like the route. Sits a pass, low on confidence, not playing uh, as great as we know he can, but still very tough. I didn't think he could get over uh, past that. But there were still a lot of other options, I think. And we've seen that now because his route, he's got a few qualifiers coming up next. Um, yeah. He could go so, so far in the tournament, just on the match. I'm yeah. blown away. The, the, the reception he's got from worldwide, all tennis players, fans, Everyone has been amazing. He deserves it. 18 as well, like Leila Fernandez. And the way he performed, especially in that fifth set, sort of blew me away. I know yeah. Sister Pass come out in the press conference afterwards saying, I've never played someone who hit the ball so hard. Um, and he's played some very good players. He's played everyone. Um, exactly. And, and he and himself, he is arguably one of the best players in the world as well. well he is. I mean, just wanted to bring it up so we can have a look there at the uh, the score lines of the sets. And just uh, where was the turning point? I mean, everyone's probably going to say, I've seen a few people saying that Sitabas threw it away. I'm not sure that that's strictly no. true. I think from watching the whole match, that third set, when he was two breaks down, you got to remember that five, two down in that third set and managed to come back. He saved three set points, Alcaraz, came back and then took it to the tie break and then, well, destroyed him in the tie break, didn't he? I mean, it was absolute scenes. And once he'd done that, you just were thinking, oh, is he just going to go on from there? No, Sitapas absolutely <laughs> blitzed him in the next set, didn't he? And you're like, oh, Sitapas is going to win this easily. Sitapas played well. He really did. But looking at Alcaraz, the fifth set was just phenomenal. He upped yeah. his level yet again. 
Um, and he was even teetering on the side of getting a break. Every, was it, did he have a break point or was that the other way around? I think that's, no, that's, uh, that's the he, other way around. He saved break point. Yeah, but what that. he did, what I thought was amazing, was his versatility. I'm trying to look at his game. I was analysing it while I was watching it and I was thinking, what's this guy really good at? And you know, I couldn't think, I couldn't pick one thing because he's so good at everything. His backhand is phenomenal. Yeah. It's honestly one of the best in the world. It's so, so good. And I think it's only going to get better. His so forehand bullet. is amazing. His drop shots, incredible. His volleying, his movement. The only thing you could really point at and say he could improve is his serve, if you're being honest, which it's isn't so terrible. <laughs> at 18 years old, it's okay, but he needs to improve the serve if he wants to take himself to the next level. But I was just emotional watching him. He was yeah. my dark horse before the event started. I thought this could be his breakout event, and it certainly has been that. And I'm I'm all for him going for a few more rounds now. On wow. Sitsipas, I think he's been under so much pressure and received so much heat from the from the crowds there in the US, from us on the podcast, from media all over. And I think maybe people do need to lay off him a little bit because um, we've been guilty of it as well, sort of firing him, firing a lot of criticism on him. Ultimately, the big problem we've had is the toilet breaks. They are part of the rules. He's not cheating. But I think that's not a good look for him. I think he should try no. and just stop doing that, if I'm honest. If he wants a toilet break, have a two-minute one or a three-minute one, change your clothes and be done with it. Um, if that's what he's saying he's doing, he's changing his clothes, just He did it. that, didn't he? On that Alcaraz match, and it was a bit weird, wasn't it? He just started walking off the court and didn't even tell the umpire he was going off the court and then turned around and said, oh, can I go off the court after he'd lost that third set in dramatic fashion? Uh, he was only off the court. I put a stopwatch on as well just to see if we could time it. I think it was four minutes. So. Yeah. That one's it's, fine. It's coming down. It's coming yeah. down. But I want to see less than that. I don't want to see it every time he loses a set as well. Sometimes just don't have one uh, because I don't believe that he needs to change his clothes only when he loses. Why does he not need to change them when he wins a set? So Lucky. <laughs> there's, that's what I'm saying. So he needs to just um, warm himself up to the audience a little bit and just be a bit more respectful. But he's not breaking any rules. Everyone's jumped on his back far too much, in my opinion. He's still an amazing player to watch. He's still very respectful to his opponents, I find. He was nice to Alcaraz afterwards. He's only said yeah. good things about him. Um, and there's a lot of people throwing shade on him, uh, most notably Zverev. I thought Zverev recently maybe has taken it a little bit too far um, with all of the allegations and things. I don't think Zverev is in a position to be talking about other people at all. Um, he needs to sort out his own mess before he's talking about other people's. And I don't even like it when players are making too many comments on other people's issues or players' issues what's going on. It's a very diff difficult one to avoid because yeah. every journalist is going to ask you the same question because they want clicks on their newspapers stuff. Oh, yeah, always. Links or stories to blow up and to be able to break these news. And that's what they do. But oh, I think players it. need to just be a bit smarter sometimes and just don't get into that. I think the one thing that people need to remember as well with these players and especially with somebody who is one of the best tennis players in the world, you might wreck their careers by doing this. Like, Especially if they're a person who's not as mentally strong. If you keep on pushing these people, even though that and not letting it lie, not letting them continue and just try and grow as a person. Because he is, he's still young. He's like 23 years old. Like 23-year-old people all make mistakes and they're still growing as adults. So can't just 
throw him under the bus forever and say yeah. this is how he's going to be for the rest of his life. Let's if he apologizes and just let him get on with it. He might improve. He might say he might change the his ways. Yeah. We have to allow him to oh, do I, so. I'm sorry, he will now. I'm sorry, well, he's, he's a very lovable character on on oh. tour. A lot of people like him. He's got a big fan base. I'm, we I'm could one, lose the top. We, we both player. really like him as well. We both well, think we, he's awesome. So well, we could lose one of our best next generation players. Uh, if they keep on at him and his mental side doesn't recover because it, is that what people want? A really uncompetitive next generation of tennis where we crush all of them before they've even formed fully? Yeah, we definitely need to support him up. Yeah, I more, think so. And lift him up. I thought he played really well as well for large spells of this US Open, even in, against Alcaraz. What a match they produced. Both players did their part and it's going to go down in history as one of the greatest matches at the US Open. I know That's there's great. plenty of them, but it was it was definitely there. It was the moment Alcaraz has really announced himself itself on the big stage. Yeah. Um, and Sitsipas, I think he's getting better and better as well. So well, that's I'm common. really excited now for the next gen. Um, Alcaraz, though, what he's been able to do so young. Yeah, I think it's exciting. Well, he welcome to the party, basically. And how mad I think is all, all of these other guys, all the Rublev characters, uh Medvedev, the other group. They can all be like, or even like a bit lower, like the other Russian, the Hatchinoff, uh, Felix. These guys, they can be like, welcome to the party, Alcaraz, because he's going to be well in there uh, fighting for titles like them guys are. Hopefully he's be a regular fixture. And just remember as well, hard court's not really his thing. So clay courts, if he starts playing as well as he can on the clay, I think expect to see him doing well at the French Open as well. That's the one that we were sort of really excited about, but seems to be great on the hard courts at the moment. I'm excited. He seems to have done similar to what Dominic Team was doing. Yeah. His game's just translated over, and Karatsev as well. Like the, the short, uh, hard power hitting, I just think it's incredible. And that's what Sissipas says in this comment. Uh, he said his ball speed was incredible. I've never seen someone hit the ball so hard. I felt like he played the fifth set uh, completely the way he played the first uh, The first set. I've never seen someone play such a good fifth set, honestly, yeah. which is what high praise, really, from someone <laughs> well, who's played against... he's played Raff. Djokovic, Rafa, all of yeah. them in five sets. That must just be... Well, it, you can't get higher praise from Sitsipas. And credit to him. I thought he was very nice at the net. Um, yeah, smiling at, at Alcaraz and, and congratulating him. Next up, though, for Alcaraz, is going to be Godzovic. Uh, you've got RS saying he reckons he's going to beat Alcaraz. What do you think? Who? Well, I was sort of alluding to that. I think it could be possible. I, he's a, a bit of a shock as well in this tournament. He's beaten some good players as well. I don't think it's a given that Alcaraz just steamrolls him and goes to the next round because... I think everyone's underestimating Gojovic as well because, and that will just that'll play into his favour. Alcaraz, all the pressure now. You just beaten Sitsipas, and then Gojovic, he's just gonna be there turning up, and he could cause another upset again. He's gonna probably be the underdog, I would assume. Well, Alcaraz is gonna be a bit tired as well after playing five, but I'm still gonna be backing Alcaraz. I'm hoping he he's can get through that. He's a massive favourite. Look at him. 1.22. Well, listen, let's be honest. It's a massive draw for Alcaraz yeah. to be able to get someone like that. No offence to him. But usually you'd be expecting to play a, well, a top 10 player maybe. It's or a qualifier. So. Exactly. Playing a qualifier at this stage is amazing. Um, so I'm very happy for that, even though Godzvich is in great form. I'm hoping Alcaraz can do it. I'm cheering him on all the way. He's my he's my man. I'm back in this tournament. I'd love to see him just keep going. 
And it doesn't really matter when he goes out now because he's already done uh, yeah. enough this tournament and surpassed a lot of people's expectations of him. Well, I'm super excited. It's, it's completely destroyed my bracket. Those two have gone through, <laughs> but I don't mind. I'm all for it. Uh, if he goes through, he'll be facing the winner of TFO versus Felix Oja Aliasim. And that another uh, young uh, fourth round, is that the fourth round or third round? One, two, three, fourth, round. fourth, fourth round. Yeah. So it'd be a very young quarter final there. Yeah. Uh, if either, either of those go through TFO still young and Felix is looking great. He it's obviously a, it's went a new through. quarter finalist of a slam. So regardless of what happens, we're going to see Brilliant. a new quarter finalist. Well, he went, he went through in five against Batista Agur. What an incredible match that was. Uh, was two sets to love up, then got pegged back by Batista Agur. And then just won the fifth. So he showed the youth are doing well in their fifth set. <laughs> really, really good from Felix. Uh, exciting stuff. Uh, Rublev went out, though. So that's a bit of a shock to me. I, th I thought he would probably defeat TFO. But TFO did the fifth set again. The youngster in the fifth set. He smashed him 6-1. I was I super shocked. But watching the highlights, it's like TFO played great. Yeah. Uh, you've got to well, say he's having a good year. The thing is, I've got that in my bracket. I've got TFO, Chapo in the fourth round. <laughs> I don't think many people Felix? have called T Felix. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Felix yeah. Okay. Uh, TFO in that. I don't know. It's just helped me because I've moved oh. up through the bracket now because of that. Um, it's because I had Rublev going out early to Karlovic. So. Yeah, mine's every... destroyed. <laughs> my own brackets yeah. are dying a uh, bit by bit i think at the moment because i didn't i had felix to meet tfo but i had rublev going through this whole little section yeah it's not looking good for me i have to say do we have any more points on the twitter or not on the twitter uh there was one more but i think it was just more uh, alluding to that the the the, the bathroom oh, okay. stuff yeah i but, think we spoke about that yeah with, uh, about spare we don't have to say too yeah. much about that let's try and keep this positive as as we exactly can. um the other good thing for the uk dan evans winning uh, yes. coming back Brilliant. Was it two sets down or was it just it's i think it was he just... was definitely trailing in the match managed to come back anyway two he was down, trailing in the two fifth down. set as well was he not yeah he was down two sets to love and then in that fifth and final set, I know it went to tie break. It, no, it was just all on serve, but he absolutely oh, okay. blitzed the uh, tie break. Um, 7 1. Really good. Uh, great to see uh, someone from Britain going through into the next round. And uh, We've got Radu Kanu and Dan Evans. Oh, mate. Come on, Radu Kanu today. <laughs> I'm excited for it. I'm just, I'm just hoping that the timings go right. Uh, if, if Sakari manages to get it done in two, which it looks like she's going to, she's uh, set and three one up and got break points against Kvitova at the moment, then Djokovic will be on after that match. And Raducanu will be on after Seppi and Otti. But that one, it looks like it's going to be two sets to Otti soon. So it looks like they could just be playing at the same time, which is very annoying. Going to have to keep an eye on Raducanu while we're covering Djokovic. Anyway, let's wrap it up there. Hopefully yep. you enjoyed that. We spoke about Osaka at the, at the beginning for people asking um, and City Pass at the end or towards the middle. Oh, so, one more thing. Just got to address it. RS. Ben, our man turns 28 years young today. That's right. Happy birthday, Aslan Karatsev. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, we had team's birthday yesterday and, our Kar uh, and uh, Karatsev today. So, there you some go. legends. Indeed. 
But nice. um, let's wrap it up there. If you haven't already, uh, like this video, give us the thumbs up. Really helps us out. Subscribe if you're new, and we'll see you very soon for Novak Djokovic and maybe Raducanu, but we can't promise anything. Indeed. See you soon, guys. See you soon. Bye. Podcast Network.